Thanks for pushing play. I'm Gary Lee. I'm Harlan Hutchison. Time for Ozark's Overdrive. It's going to be a rapid-fire edition of that. Uh, the last time we talked... We're, we're in overdrive now? We're, we're in overdrive. Yep, the clutches... Yep, I smell Burned it. We're up. burning clutches. <laughs> uh, well, here we are. Baseball season has arrived. The Cardinals, they're in second place early in the division. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's early, so... It, it's hard to pass judgment right now, but, you know, the Cardinals, what they thought was going to be a strength, their pitching really has not been the case. Not so far. Not so far. But here's the thing that's worrisome is their pitching is thin right now. And, you know, their relievers have thrown nine innings in the last two games. That won't that won't last. I mean, you've got, you've got to get your starters. And, and isn't it something? Ponce de Leon and um, – uh, Gant. Gant. You know, right now you look at their starters, and I think those are probably your two most reliable guys right now that'll give you some innings, and they need that well, a lot. Martinez had a good. His last outing was pretty. He wasn't good. bad. I mean, you know. But the thing that troubles me is I want my starter to at least get into the sixth inning. You know, and and we're having we're we're having trouble getting out of the fourth. And that and that's a problem. In the short term, well, a short term, long term, it is it is a problem, and they've got a lot of good young arms, but you don't want to have to be dipping into that surplus this early in the season because along the way someone's going to come up hurt, and you're going to have to fill out. spots. You just get wore out, right. you know. Uh, and right field has uh, kind of reared its head up as a little bit of a concern as well because has a right fielder. Got a hit yet? 0 for 19. 0 for 19. With 11 strikeouts. Wow. You know. Carlson's playing okay. No, he's fine. You know, O'Neal, tipping my hat. O'Neal's playing all right. Um, Edmund at second, been solid. Uh, The corners, Goldschmidt and Arenado, they're what you kind of expect. Arenado's not, he'll be fine. Uh, You know, Arenado, Goldschmidt will be fine. I think offensively they're... They're doing okay. DeYoung. And, DeYoung's. Well, DeYoung hit two home runs the other day. So, right. Uh, if he settles into that cleanup spot, I think it comes right back around to the pitching thing again. Well, they're moving Carpenter to second base and putting Edmund in right field. Because of the lack of success they've had from their yeah. corner over there in right field. And I worry about, you know, if Tommy Edmund gets hurt, you've got some major major problems right there and well you I lose your worry. leadoff hitter and well yeah and and you come around to uh him being hurt then then what do you do i mean there's i don't know if there's a plan b there or not but you know carpenter playing second base every day is not a realistic plan no well and some other sports that's uh, been going on the missouri state west plains lady grizzlies District champions and uh, or or region champions what was it seventeenth time, something like that. Twenty four years and uh, they won the district mm-hmm. by beating Wabash in three and then against Indian Hills they won the first two sets, lost the next two, and in the fifth and deciding set they were down. I'm trying to remember they were down like twelve five or something like that mm-hmm. and came back and won seventeen fifteen. Well, they get the 13th seed 
in the NJCAA National Volleyball Tournament that's going to be held at the West Plains Civic Center. And they will play Thursday, April 15th against Utah State Eastern, the number four seed. Anything can happen. You just you got to get there. And the Lady Grizzlies are there. Actually, they're at home. And playing on your home floor, which you would think would be worth something. But Utah State Eastern is 22-4 and four on the year. Mm-hmm. They're... They're, they're legit. solid. They're, they absolutely. And if you're in this tournament, you're you're legit. So um, it's going to be another one of those deals where you've got the the best teams in the country all coming to town, and it should be really good, really entertaining. Well, and in other sports uh, around the Missouri State West Plains Grizzly basketball team, um, they made it to the Region 16 tournament, and uh, you know when we talked last. You, they did. They had a chance to play with Moberly, and uh, they did play with Moberly. They did, yeah. They lost, lost the last game, ninety six ninety at Mineral Area, and that was a two point game with a minute and a half to go. But sometimes it's not that you do something poorly; it's not that you that. made a mistake. Sometimes the other team just goes out and makes plays and makes shots. And Moberly, in the last three minutes of that game, they made four big pressure shots with the Grizzlies breathing right down their neck. So sometimes you just have to take your hat off and say, you know, good job. You just you just beat us. But it was not a case. Now, I don't – in the end, Mineral Area beat Moberly for the region championship by 10 points. Yeah, And that's about the way <clears> – you know, we found out this year is that these matchups, everybody played each other an extra game. And when you look at the scores of each team against one another, most of those games were – dead similar like the last two games grizzlies played against the greyhounds they lost 97 90 and 96 to 90 not necessarily the same type games but but it gave you an idea and same way mineral area Mm -hmm. they beat mineral they beat moberly i think four times this year and and did it pretty much same way each time 10 12 points they had one blowout yeah but you know that's what we found out was that you know by playing this uh truncated schedule that these games played out pretty much the same way and ended up the way that you would have expected from what we saw prior to the tournament. Well, here's something else out there. Uh, high school baseball is in full swing, and the first state rankings from the Missouri High School Baseball Coaches Association has been released. Uh, we have no local teams in Class 1. We have uh, Norwood getting receiving votes in class one now class two we've got uh no one local in the in the top 10 but gainesville and ellington is receiving votes now class three we got some to talk about we got conway number one Forsyth number two saxony lutheran is at three kelly's at four houston is at five hartville is at six skyline seven butler eight clever nine and the licking wildcats are number 10 so that's some good stuff class four we have no local teams um in the top 10 but springfield catholic is number five hollister's getting some uh, getting some votes as well as logan rogersville and class five there's no local teams class six no local teams but uh you know high school baseball uh man oh man i, I love to watch it play, and it's kind of cool that we've got those local teams, uh, you know, getting getting a little bit of love as well. Uh, we should have softball 
rankings coming out within the next few days. You know, and what I appreciate about the baseball rankings, the the uh, coaches association, they wait until you're about ten games in before they do any type of rankings. Right. I so, think you have a little better idea. Well, you got an idea. You don't have an idea when the year starts. So just have to wait and see. But there's a lot of stuff going on. Oh, there is. And, you know, of course, golf. Uh, there's all kinds of golf tournaments that's coming up. And as a matter of fact, uh, Saturday, that we're recording this on uh, April 7th, Wednesday. This Saturday, the 10th, at the North Terra West Plains Municipal Golf Course, they're having a three-man 18-hole scramble, and tee time of 9 a.m. Sunday, the Mountain View Municipal Golf Course is having a two-person 18-hole scramble, and and it's just a domino effect from that point on. And, uh, you know, it's a lot of fun. Uh, Harlan and I, we, we like to get out there and chase the white golf ball, but uh, we'll have Team Weasel Saturday. Our ringer is a weasel. He is. <laughs> so look out. Here we come. But uh, other sports, the Blues, Harlan, wow, they've lost, is it seven or eight in a row? They've lost a bunch in a row. They're, they're go, uh, it's, and that's what happens when you Bennington's go bad. Struggling. Your goaltending goes bad, and you score goals, and your goaltending goes bad. Or your goaltending, which really, by and large, over the last several games, has been decent, but, you know, they give up. They score two, they give up three. But they the, score one, they give up two. The thing about it is, you know, you it's easy to point at Jordan Bennington. It, it's easy to point at him. Well, but my gosh, the Blues are giving up so many shots. The dude, it's like it's a machine gun, you know. I mean, to where last year, you know, or the year before, the Blues were better defensively. They were better. Well, they don't have Colton Pareko. And that is their best defenseman. And that's that leaves a big hole in your lineup. But they signed Mike Hoffman in the offseason as free agent score goals, and he hasn't scored goals. No. And so uh, there's a good possibility at the trade deadline the Blues may be sellers instead of buyers. That is a big, big discussion. And, you know, Pareko has been activated from the injured reserve. But so. he's got back trouble. And, you know, a bad back in the game of ice hockey – with the contact that he normally is involved in, and that's going to be a hard thing. So, and so the Blues may they may be looking to uh, uh, trade, unload. Hoffman's not going to resign anyway, so you may as well go ahead and trade him. There'll be a lot of teams that he's reputed to be a goal scorer, and he has been in his history, but uh, it's just not happening right now. Well, yeah. Well, the Blues, of course, you know, there's still time. You know, well, they're four still... points out of the last playoff spot, so they're not done. But I think what they're looking at is the bigger picture and the trend. It's trending the wrong way is yeah. what it is. Well, and then, of course, finally we'll kind of end this. The Kansas City Chiefs, uh, you know, the, the NFL draft is coming up here this month, and uh, the Chiefs are going to pick 30th, I believe. And uh, – uh, they've, you know, they they still don't have tackles. They've really shored up the middle of the offensive line with guards and a center. Right. Uh, they've, you know, they've added, uh, they've added a couple. Well, here it is. I can't say Chiefs re-signing Eric Fisher as a placeholder isn't a bad idea. Well, that hasn't happened. Though. That hasn't happened though. That was just, uh, you know, a thought. But I thought uh, I thought that they might. Try to bring back 
either him or who's the other was Swartz the other Swartz, one? yeah. I thought they might try to bring back one of them, whichever is had the less likely to be hurt. Yeah, and Swartz has a back problem, I think. Fisher, it's a knee, so or a foot. I don't know, but anyway, whichever of those two are more likely to uh, be able to recover might be a way to go at a reduced salary. So we'll see if they do that. But then in the first round of the draft, it wouldn't be a big surprise to see them draft a tackle right off. Yeah, well, I think they they could, you know, actually do. I think that's what they're going to do because they've really beefed up the middle of their line. I mean, they've got, you know, two good guards. They've added a center. Um, so we shall see. Here's how the it bad all part of that, out. though. I mean, the downside of all of this is you have. I think Mahomes' contract kicks in next, next year. year, so you've got that. But darn, he restructured. Yeah. Um, whether well, and you know, restructuring or not, they're going to be kind of tough against the salary cap now, and it's every to, year, every year. Yeah. And so it's going to be interesting to see how they navigate around that and Mahomes understands better than anybody he's got to have protection we saw that in the Super Bowl saw that for sure and whatever Tampa Bay did scheme wise you can expect to see that every Sunday until they figure out how to how to handle it well I still think you know if if Eric Fisher would have been out there and Schwartz would have been out there at at tackle you know, it would have. I, I don't know if the Chiefs would have won, but oh, they'd had a lot better chance. They'd had a lot better chance, you know, but because the way it was, it was just like there was nobody there, and you know, run for your life, run, forest, run is what <laughs> it was. All right, there you go. That's uh, Ozarks overtime for this Wednesday, April seventh, and uh, we'll record another one next week and share some more sports. I'm Gary Lee. I'm Harlan Hutchison. Thanks for pushing play.